previously on This Is How We Roll. You see an older man with a well-trimmed beard standing in the center of the room wearing a golden lab coat uh, and he's also made of gold and he's holding what now appears to be a golden nicely cut gem about the size of a fist. Uh, he's holding that in his right hand and he's staring at a golden rod in his left hand with a look of wonder and bewilderment and just a touch of fear. On the pages facing up very finely etched in gold you can actually read the final entry now in, embossed in gold and preserved forever on this table. Tomorrow I will attempt to reach into the plain of Midas and uncover the final secrets of alchemy. I opened the portal today just for a moment. My calculations were correct this time. Not like the last attempt when the plane was dark and I saw a great and terrifying shadow. Beware this dimension, ye who adventure beyond our own planes. Do not use the white birch from Everbloom Grove and the moonstone from the Great Salt Mountain. Instead, use the dark sapphire of the sea. Using that, I found the plane I was searching for. Tomorrow, I will use a lead bar to test my theories. And then there's a rough sketch of a round symbol surrounded by runes, which Macecore, your keen eye notices, match those around the mirror. You all fly weirdly holding hands. Um, and you, you just fly over the treetops, and you reach a point in the center of this part of the forest where, according to the map, Everbloom Grove would be. And in fact, as you reach that section of forest, you see that the trees, rather than having leaves, are covered in flower blossoms. Kicking down at some kind of creature that has chased him up into this tree, and he spots you as you're hovering up in the air, and he waves it toward you and says, Get over here, I need some help! <laughs> Alright, so the salamander takes 35 psychic damage. Um, Alright, so... You have slain all the enemies. We are out of initiative. Jorma, the, uh, well, so this little gnomish man, whose name you don't know, but I've been using because I, it was easier than saying the gnomish man. Um, he sort of, like, turns, stretches his back, and he says, Damn, that shit got kicked off, huh? <laughs> uh, wait, we just say, I... <laughs> I, I guess so, and who are you? The name's Jorma. I'm a botany professor. How did you get caught in this mess? Damn, man. These, these creatures have been going crazy the last few days. I don't know what the hell's going on. I've never seen them act like that before. Were they hungry? <laughs> uh, how long have uh, salamanders been able to hold spears? Oh, you know, we get, we get something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, why, why would you ever trust a badger? You can't trust badgers. Why would you let those on campus? I didn't let them on campus. 
This is a forest. But it's enclosed. How did they get in here? I don't know. <sighs> How'd you get in here? Through the front gate by giving my magic ID. Yeah, but you're not a student. How, how do you know that? Guess I am. You don't know that. Oh, I can tell. I can always tell. What? Juana, uh, we're very happy to help you, but I'm hoping you can help us. Uh, do you know how we can find the white breach? Uh, if that's how you pronounce it. From this grove here. Oh, you're talking about this? You're talking about that tree that got me stuck up in? That's the white boy's tree? It sure is. If we need, do we just, like, is there a way to, like, take off a piece of it that we can use? I mean, not, normally I wouldn't really want you to do that, but if you really want to, why, why do you need a piece of the birch tree? <laughs> uh, well, I'll be, I'll be real with you, Jorma. Uh, we're trying to get to the, we're trying to finish the work of, uh, Laszlo Angel. Get to the, another, another plane that he was working on. Oh, you guys are chasing down Laszlo's theorem, huh? Yeah. Yes, I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna touch the, the, the tree. Maybe do a hit. Okay. Do a history check on it. You That's can't just go around touching people's trees, Dresden. Shit. No, it's alright, it's alright. Hit and touch it. <laughs> um, so, Dresden, you walk up and. You grab a small branch to snap it off of this white birch tree, one that was hanging down low. Um, and just like when you touched the, the yew tree in Pumpersburg, you have a flashback. So your vision goes dark for just a second. Everyone else, you just see him touch the tree, hesitate for a moment, and then turn back to you. But in that moment, Dresden, you see... The same sorceress that you've seen many times in your visions now, but she's a bit younger. And you see her in the bottomless pit with some of her friends, sort of sneaking around and poking around the old lab. Um, and you see her looking in that same golden journal that you all just looked at. And she takes a look at the mirror in the middle of the lab and then she comes and leaves, uh, she leaves the bottomless pit and she comes back to this exact spot where you're now standing and she cuts a long straight branch from this ever-blooming white birch tree and she leaves the grove and heads north. And then you return to the real world and your vision ends. Okay. Uh, and I tell them all that that you just said. Okay. They heard it. So I, I just, I, I, I tell you guys everything that the DM just told us. Um, and Jorma says, Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. You, you do, because we've asked other people and they have no idea. Yes, who, who was Yeah, this? she was, she was a student here for a while. That was a while ago now. Do you remember her name? Oh uh, yeah, that was Zoe Moranis. And do you know where she would have been heading? Uh, I know... I saw she went north, but do you know where north? No, I don't know. I mean, I guess if she's doing that, that Laszlo stuff, she might have gone up to the salt mine, but that never leads nobody anywhere. Yes, okay. Uh, thank you, Yorma. You've been most helpful. 
Do my... Is this... Hold on a second, young man. Is that something that you can do? Can you touch the trees and see visions and shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes, you know. Uh, it's happened before, but it doesn't happen all the time. Interesting. You know, nature has a memory. And sometimes, when nature thinks that you can help achieve what's best for the world, it'll show you something. So I would go with it if I were you. Yes, thank you. I will. Uh, I will take that into consideration. How how long ago? So you kn- knew Zoe. Of course I did. How how long ago was she here? Well, let me think now. She would have been a student, probably thirty years ago. And um, what was she like? A student of yours? Do you know what? Um, I I'm pretty sure. Um, I've heard tales that there was, um, a, a, a white sorceress, um, with great power in the war against Burial. Is that her? Yes, well, yeah, I mean, she was a big part of the war. She used that staff of hers. Now, that's the only time I really talked to her much. She came here to get the wood for her staff. Do you know where the staff is? Uh, well, I assume she probably has it. You don't happen to know where she is now, do you? No, I haven't seen her in a while. I I think she hasn't been in at the school here since, well, probably since like after the war. I I have a couple more questions for you, Jorma. If that's okay. Go for it. Uh, number one. Y'all saved my life. I gotta answer any questions no. you want. Are there any sort of uh, places on this on this campus that we should go? that you recommend going to that maybe can help us, nature can help us? Well, what are you trying to do? Well, we're trying to, we're stuck in a time loop here. I think we're stuck in one of them, uh, you know, the usual time loops, and we're trying to free that. And we're also looking mm. for the staff we were just talking about. Oh, we're looking for the staff, yeah. huh? And he takes a big puff on, uh, uh, like, a, like, some kind of... Um, I don't know, like cigar type thing that he pulls from his pocket. And uh, he thinks for a minute and he says, If you're looking for the stuff, you're probably going to need a little more time. (sighs) But I mean, I guess if you're saying, I mean, look, I've been in a time loop once in a while myself. How'd you get out of it? Well, it usually takes a couple days, a lot of water, but uh, it gets out of your system eventually. What do you mean when you say we need more time? Well, I mean, nobody's seen Zoe or the staff for quite a while. I don't know why you think you're going to find her here. Uh, well, my second question was, do you know anything about the Moonstone? Yeah, well, I don't know, where, I don't know a whole lot about them, but I know you could maybe find one in the salt mine. That's where they used to go to harvest them. Okay. That's been closed for a while, though, and I feel like uh, I don't really know why. But, uh, I, I heard, like, rumbling around the mountain out there. I would be careful. Do they just grow in the walls? Well, yeah, I mean, they form in the same kind of sediment as the salt. Take a geology class, you dunce. We just saved your life, Juma. Yeah, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just... And, as you said, I'm not a student here. Which I still don't know how you knew that. always knows. Uh, Jomo, one more question. Um, what do you know about Laszlo? Angel? Hmm. 
I don't really know too much about him. I just know that he had some crazy ideas. Uh, such as alchemy? Yeah, I guess that's probably one of his. And then, uh, I don't know, planes and portals and shit. <laughs> I can get to any plane of existence I want just by taking a little of this. <laughs> God, I'm like losing my voice. <laughs> taking a little of this here, natural herb. Uh, Yoma, I like the sound of your voice. Would you like to come with us on our journey and just accompany us and narrate for us? oh god i'm thinking about it um he says he says well where are you going next because i really don't want to stay out here with all these crazy animals running around uh probably to the salt mines yeah shit why not i'll come with you (laughs) that's great all right so he's ready to go um he says uh I've got a seminar coming out here in the next couple of hours. When, what time are we going to be back? Uh, for, right. my, it's a, so it's a nighttime class because we're studying bioluminescence. Starts at 8 oh, o'clock. Oh, we'll, we'll be back. Yeah. You won't. You won't. <laughs> you, you will not yeah. miss right. it. Again. You won't even know we were here. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Good deal. Uh, what time is it now, currently? Uh, it is... Oof, yeah, after the fight and all that, I'd say, what time was it when we left the pit? Five. 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 Yeah. So I'm going to say that it's probably like 5.30. Okay. So not too Um, much time's gone by. Should we just leave these carcasses here? Um, He says, well, I'll make make my students take care of them later. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, we learn by doing in this class. (laughs) Excellent. Um... So, um, you guys, do you think we should get some birch now, or maybe come back later? We're here. Oh. Yes. We're here. <laughs> we might as well do it. Might as well. Okay. Um, um, well, Dresden, I think you snapped off a little right, twig right, of it. Yeah. Um, but okay. didn't she cut a nice yeah, stick of vision. it? Um, yeah, she did. In the vision, she cut, like, a staff-sized mm-hmm. piece. Okay. So, do you want to just grab a Staff sized piece of it. I feel like it would be up to you. What would Dresden do? Just take the branch he broke off? He'd probably just take the branch. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Alright, cool. So you've got your piece of the birch, you've got Jorma coming along with you now. Great. Can, can um, I use my fiddlesticks just to make sure I'm going in the right direction? Uh yeah, why not? I'm go gonna use it. two fiddlesticks. Guys, let's just make sure we're going the right way. Okay, um, so you drop the fiddlesticks, and they make, and they make a little arrow pointing in this direction. Oh, that's on the wrong layer. Hold on. So it's there. They seem to be pointing toward the salt mine. Uh, if if your map skills are so working. pretty west, a little north. Yeah, a little bit north, mostly west. All right, guys. I guess uh, we're good to go with the salt mine. Okay. So there we go. Yep. Head to the salt mine. Yeah. All right. Um, and you all head off toward the salt mine, walking through the woods, and Jorma says, Y'all keep your eyes open. There could be more of them salamanders out here. Where, but where do they keep coming from? I don't know. The stream. Maybe they crawled under the, under the fence somewhere. 
Maybe somebody's making him in a lab. I don't ask too many questions. I think uh, Dresden is now going to have an eternal fear of salamanders. Nice. It's canon. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So it takes you about, you know, 10 minutes or so to walk um, through the campus and you reach uh, the, the edge of a foothill and the ground climbs steadily upward as the path eventually is hard to see. Um, not because of the dying light or anything, but because there just have clearly not been too many footsteps on this path in a while. And uh, so eventually you're just kind of scrambling over boulders, but you can actually make out in the in front of you um, where the signs were pointing on the school pathways to this abandoned salt mine. And at the front of the salt mine, there's a large metal gate, and it's just completely locked up. Um, there's not really a locking mechanism or anything, but it seems to be just completely shuttered. Um, that's what you find when you approach. Uh, how does this open, Yorma? Yeah, man, I don't know. You're asking the wrong I'll just, uh, I'll go up and try to pull off the shutter. Can I do that? Okay. Yeah, make a strength check for me. Oh. Um, a <laughs> 20 not natural. Unless I'm still hurt. I guess I'm still hurt. No, you're, I think you've kind of shaken off your back situation now. Um, you like stretched it out a little bit after the fight. Um, with a 20, you get a grip on this door, but it just doesn't budge an inch. Uh, I'm gonna go up to it and cast Disintegrate. Okay. Uh, so I tried this before on the, um, <laughs> on the vault Voltor. door and didn't work. Right. But, um, yeah, a, th a thin green ray springs from my pointing fingers uh, to a target that I can see within range. And this is obviously right. an object. Um, yep. Um, so this time when you cast this, let's see. I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage, please. Great. All of us are just him. Just him. <laughs> the spell is not useful for him. 19. <laughs> Actually, uh, you're all pro how, how big is the area of effect? It says uh, a 10-foot cube portion. Of oh, yeah, sorry. The whole thing is 60 feet. But if it hits like a uh, creature or something, it just hits that creature, Correct. right? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, just you. 19. Um, all right, so you made the save, and what is it? It doesn't say what happens when they pass the save, does it? Or do they just not get hit? Um, it doesn't appear to say. I would assume it takes half damage. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, yeah, that's so weird. It doesn't give, like, the uh, magic item is unaffected. Well, I guess uh, I guess that means you dodge it. Um, but as you cast this spell at the door, it bounces straight back at you, um, and it just like flies. <laughs> this spell like goes flying by your head, and you manage to just duck out of the way before you're disintegrated. Yeah, it would have killed me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh man, you would have just been a pile of dust. <laughs> Can I do a? perception check to see if there's a different way in uh yeah i think you'd have to probably take a little stroll around this hill 
um, which, you know, it'll take some time, but you can do a quick uh, walk around if you want. I'll let you do that. So you can make a perception check there. Can I do oh. an investigation oh. check while he's... Uh, I got a five, so... Um, yeah, there's no... I mean, you don't see any other entrances, but when you go around the edge of the hill, um, Mace Core, you do see uh, the large angel statue that is also up in this corner of the campus. It's on the hilltop next to this one. Um, so you do like catch a glimpse of that as you're sort of walking around the edges of this hill looking for another way in. Um, and Flint, what are you investigating? Um, just to see if there's anything I can notice, like of a way to get in here or. So take a look at the door. So make an investigation for me. 23. It's pretty good. So, um, Flint, after Dresden's failed spell and it rebounds um you kind of take a look at the door where his spell hit it and you see um that it seems like it is it doesn't really seem like it's got like a magical protection on it but it seems like whatever it's made of maybe can't be penetrated by magic of any sort um you don't really again you don't really see any like easy way to open this door doesn't look like magic's gonna do us do us any good here <laughs> Um, and that's and Jorma chimes in when you say that, and he says, "Oh, they must have made that that thing so that it was magically impenetrable. That way, the students wouldn't get in there if they don't want them going in." Um, Macecore, did you find anything on the the far side? No, I couldn't find anything, but I did see the Laszlo statue that we were we were uh, uh we knew about. I'm wondering if there is another way in. You know, maybe from underneath, right? There's another way in from this under, mountaintop. Under the door? Uh, maybe, maybe by the statue. We should maybe go check out the statue. Maybe there's another way in over there. They're connected. It's on the same hill. Mm. I mean, might as well check. We're not getting in right now, so... Yeah, I didn't see anything else. Um, by by the way, um, jo- Jorma, um, Maithcourt, did you show him the the runes you took down? Uh, I haven't. Thank you, Felicio. And uh, I take out uh, the note that I made and I show Jorma the runes. Um, He takes a look and tells you that he doesn't know what they are. Um, He's not not the expert on runes, but he does say... um, Do you know someone who could read it? He says, I bet if you took that to see... Professor Glyph in Wizarding Hall. Petra Glyph. That's her name. <laughs> Profe- She's the runes professor. Uh, well, thank you, Jorma. Um, and meanwhile, we're all walking over to the statue. So, alright, so the statue. As you walk over to the statue, you notice that it seems to be made of some sort of white marble. Um, and there's a plaque on this that um, that reads... The great Laszlo Angel was a wizard of note in the Second Age. His work in the study of alchemy and explorations of ethereal realms contributed to the growth and development of magic for centuries to come. We honor his memory with this statue, one of Call's finest graduates, teachers, and friends. May his wings ever carry him through the demi-planes of the gods. Um, Jorma, he, he graduated. Laszlo graduated from here, too. Yeah, a long time ago. Um... Was he in school with Burial here? 
No. No. They were probably like 500 years apart. Do you know how he died? Who? Laszlo. Oh, uh, just rumors, really. Oh, what does the rumor mill turn out? Well, the rumor mill says that he turned himself to gold by accident. And that, well, I mean, you can see the statue's a little too big, but for a while people were saying that that was actually him. But I don't believe that. It might be. Uh, could I do an uh, investigation check on the statue to see if there's anything, like, weird looking? Um, yeah, go ahead and roll that for me. Thirteen. You don't really see anything that interesting. Um, I would say the one thing that's kind of interesting is that this statue of him, um, he's wearing, like, a robe that makes him look like, uh, an angel with a scientist's Mm -hmm. robe, and... Um, they do have, uh, although it's all made of marble, there's also an actual like gold plated crown on his head. Um, that's kind of like tarnished for with, with age because this statue has been here clearly for a long time. Um, so like the marble is, is pretty white, but it's like definitely seen better days too. Is he like looking anywhere in particular? Hmm. Um, he is looking almost due west. And as the sun is starting to set... Um, the sun is definitely shining on him, um, like on his face from oh, that so direction. Oh, so he's like kind of facing and away from the campus? Yeah, a little bit. And and he's got sort of like a smile on his face. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, make a, as a group, everybody make a perception check. Or no, let's do a history check. History check. Ugh, I was about to ask. Big, better. big difference. Nine. Uh, 27. Six. 12. So, Dresden, you, since you got the best up-close-and-personal look at uh, the Golden Laszlo, you notice that the facial expression on his face is almost identical to the one on the statue here. Hmm. Uh, So, like, whoever made this piece clearly had seen the position that he was frozen Hmm. in um, when they made it. Because it's just like, he's got that like look of discovery, right. but also slight bewilderment and a little bit of fear, maybe. Um, and it's kind of like an odd sensation when you notice that, given the sunbeams like hitting him. And it's just like a beautiful day on this hill. Right. So, kind of eerie, almost. Yes, he has the same, the statue has the same expression as uh, the actual Laszlo in the lab. So that's interesting. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. Um, did you say that out loud? Yes. Does Jorma wonder what the lab is? Oh. Yeah, what, what lab are you talking about? Uh, just, uh, there's a lab underneath, uh, by, uh, underneath the bottomless pit. There's a lab, and that's where Laszlo is. Are you shitting me? Uh, you uh, know, I no. am not shitting you. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I feel like you uncovered some kind of conspiracy there. Well, we feel like we're onto something, and that's why we appreciate your help, Jorma. Holy moly, oh my god. I thought there was something weird going on here. Oh, yes. you did? Yeah, those animals were attacking me. Shit, that's never happened before. Is that just, like, so nothing strange, and then suddenly, bam, today? Yeah, no, all the, all the creatures out here in the forest seem like they're really, really messed up today. They're just, like, freaking out for some reason. Uh, Yorma... That salamander was my friend! Oh, don't mention salamanders. Uh, <laughs> J- J- 
<laughs> uh, Joma, do you know of any other ways into the salt mines? No, I don't. I don't think there are any other entrances. But if magic won't open that door, then I feel like you might have to find some kind of physical way to move the well, door. Well, I tried pulling on it very hard. Yeah, no, well, I saw you do that. I'm talking about something big. Um, like maybe some kind of explosion or what, something. What if uh, we tied uh, some form of giant animal to, like, a string that's <laughs> tied around it? Do you think that could, like, pop it open? I mean, what are, what are you going to tie it to? Um, it's pretty smooth. Like, there's not really any, like, handles um, or anything. Yeah. An explosion, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how to make an explosion, but maybe, maybe somebody in this group does, or or you could find somebody here um, who does. What you guys? What about those firecrackers in the the drawer of um that really bland lady? That could do it. Yeah. I don't. I don't work. know if it was enough, but we could try it. And if anything, well. we could put those teeth on it. They knocked Flint <laughs> out, so maybe they would jimmy this open. <laughs> Did you ever set the firecrackers no. off? Okay. I couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, do, you, I, do you know anyone who does explosions? Well, I mean, if I had to guess, I might check at the Tinkerer's Workshop. Because they do all their stuff. They don't really, I mean, they do, they use some magic in their contraptions, but they're all their contraptions are physical. They're physical, not magical, you know what I mean? Kaboom. Yeah, kaboom. I mean, it's sort of like the difference between Thor and Iron Man, if you know what I'm saying. Who? What? The, 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 those are my cats. <laughs> Why would you How know your cats? cats? <laughs> uh, you know what? I gotta stop smoking this shit. <laughs> are your cats also giant? Like all those other animals? Well, I mean, compared to me, yeah. Well, Joma, jo- I mean, you know everyone on this campus. I can ride the big one. You know oh. everyone on this campus, Dorma. Well, I mean, I, I've been here for a little while, and I, I'm a friendly do you guy. Think, do you think QPS would have confiscated anything that could do the job? Uh, probably not. No. no. I don't, I mean, yeah, not that I know well, of. Uh, we haven't been to the Tinker's workshop. Could you take us there? Shit, yeah, let's, let's head on over there. <laughs> what time is it? Um, Just after I- six? I, yeah, you've got time before your class. I wouldn't worry about it. You can be late. Well, I don't want to be late, so I gotta... You know what? That's closer to the Grove anyways, so I'll just go over there, and then I'll head back for my class. Okay. Sure, you will. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. And you all head back across campus toward the Tinkerer's Workshop, which is number 21 on your maps there. Hi everyone, it's Keegan, your Felosial, and I'm here with your mid-roll announcements. If you're enjoying our show, head on over to patreon.com slash thisishowweroll and find hours of extra content and maps from our campaign. For as little as much as a dollar a month, you help us to cover our podcast costs and we provide you with extra content for your ear holes to listen to. And thank you to our patrons, Junior and Johanna. We know that not everyone is in a situation where they can contribute in a monetary way, so another great way to help our podcast is by leaving a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed by more listeners like yourselves. And while you're at it, 
why not recommend us to a friend or family member that you think would enjoy the show? And I want to round it all off by saying thank you so much for choosing our podcast in the world of D&D podcasts to listen to. That's all I've got for you. So now, let's get back to the adventure. Right, so it takes you, you know, 15 minutes or so to get through these paths, and it's about 6.30 when you reach the Tinkerer's Workshop, and um, you, as you approach it, you see that it's an old windmill, um, or appears to be an old windmill as you approach, but as you get closer, you see that it's actually uh, a windmill that seems to be powering a series of incredibly complex cogs and wheels, and the whole building is sort of humming with energy as you approach. Um, and even a slight breeze is powering this thing, and it seems like it's, like, powering the whole building. And it actually has a sort of, like, self-generated energy that's lighting the inside of it. That's something you've never seen before. Um, so clearly, it didn't catch on. Um, and inside this building, so there's a front door um, underneath the blades of this windmill, and it is, uh, it's like a very steampunk clockwork-style door. Um, but when you turn the handle, it actually opens, so it's not locked. And you walk in and you find a crowded, uh, smoky workshop. And there is uh, only one person moving around inside. And as you approach, he is hammering away at some sort of mechanical suit um, that seems to be made of both metal and wood. And he does not hear you approaching as you walk into this shop. What do you do? Is the shop really loud? Yeah, it's pretty loud. I think just call it hello. Um, uh, drama. What is what's his name? Oh, that's that's Ali. Ali. Um, and he like hears that you're there's someone there, and he like turns and um as he turns towards you, you see his eyes are like giant bug like eyes behind a pair of large goggles. Um, and he drops his hammer and falls off of the step stool that he was on and lands on his back. Um, he quickly jumps up and dusts himself off and he says, um, oh man, I didn't think through what I want him to sound like. What is he? He says, he is a, uh, he's a small halfling man. Mm. Um, not that old. Um, you know, not like student age, but probably like 10 years older than the students. So he sounds like um, Sam. Like Samwise Gamgee, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he hops up and he says, Oh, I didn't hear you coming there. <laughs> you startled me a bit. I was I was just working on me project over there. What can I do for you? Um, but the, uh, Professor Jorma? Do, what do they call you? Oh, they'll, sure, they'll just call me Jorma. I'm a cool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and uh, Ali looks at looks at him, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't see you there, Jarma. Good to see you. Thanks for coming by. Are these new students that you're with?" Yes. Um, Jarma says, "Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. That sounds good." Um, and Ali turns to the rest of you, and he says, "Professor Doiswin, nice to meet you." Uh, Doiswin. Doiswin. D O I S. W I N. 
Professor, we are uh, hoping to get into uh, the salt mine, and we need some uh, explosions. And well, why are you trying to get in there? I wouldn't want to. I, I mean, students aren't allowed in there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be responsible for uh, that. Professor Jorma, or just uh, Jorma, is taking us on a tour, and uh, we are doing some things inside the salt mines, all under his supervision, of course. We're actually. Well, I'd I'd imagine that you could just go to Dean Spellgood then and get permission. She'd be able to open the door for yes, you if you have it's permission. A, it is uh, time sensitive uh, because he has a class. And going all the way over to the dean and, you know, the whole thing, it's, it's, it's a lot. Well, I suppose that you're just going to have to wait for another day then, young man. While he's having this conversation, can we look around to see what we can see? Yeah, um, so you look around and you see that there's, uh, like, sort of a classroom space in this building with a bunch of work tables and there are a lot of little, like, cog clockwork devices that students had been working on in his class that day. Um, the place where he was working on this mechanical suit has several sort of previous versions of it. Um, it looks like it's probably used for some kind of like farming or something because there's like sickle blades attached to the one arm and there's like a basket on the back. Um, and in the middle of the building, there's just this giant, um, pile driver that comes down from the cogs in the, um, actual windmill apparatus. And that's turning some sort of like metallic um oh god what is the name of it uh centrifuge no it's not a centrifuge what's in like a uh actual windmill generator what do they call that i don't know <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up later but anyways it's turning this like giant metallic thing that seems to be generating this energy that's powering the room and those the room is powered by these long like a tubes turbine? um yeah it's like yeah that's it it's like a metal turbine in the middle um, and it's powering these like metallic tubes and it gives the room sort of a dim, uh, orange glow. Um, and, uh, there's a, there's sort of a shelf full of devices. Uh, you don't really understand the nature of most of them. Um, and then there's just like massive shelves full of, um, like bolts and screws and nails and metal plates and things like that. Jorma, I thought you said that things in here blew stuff up. Yeah, he can make something like that, but I feel like he doesn't want to get involved with whatever this sketchy shit is that you're doing, so maybe play it cool for a second. Jeez. Uh, 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 what was his? It was Ali, but it wasn't uh, Professor Ali. Doiswin? Doiswin. Doiswin. Uh, Professor Doiswin, I, I want to apologize. We're, we're, we're just doing something very important, so we're, we're, we're careful on who we trust, but I'll be real with you. Uh, we're investigating uh, per, late Professor Laszlo's work, um, because there's some really shady stuff on this campus, and uh, we saved Jorma's life. Ah, uh, yes, Professor Laszlo was up to uh, no good, I think. Well, we think so too, and uh, Jorma's helping us here, but we really need to get into the salt mine because I think he left something in that mine. Who did? Pro- Jorma did. Jorma, did no. you leave something in the Laszlo. mine? Oh, Laszlo. Well. If he left something in that mine, it'd be long gone. He wasn't... He hasn't been alive for 550 years, probably. Why are you interested? I don't understand. What's what's so important about Laszlo? Well, he... Oh he he was doing work on planar travel. Aye, that he was. And a lot of 
A lot of good that led to. Well, we think he's not actually dead, and that he's in one of these planes. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Even if he moved to another plane, surely he'd be dead by now. Or would he? Maybe it's a, a plane in a different timeline. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess anything's possible, as they say, but... I don't, I don't really, no, I'm not going to support you meddling in these sorts of things. Uh, when students have gotten involved in this in the past, it's led to nothing but trouble. What students? What students? Haven't you, I, uh, I don't understand how, how you have so many questions. Are you not from, are you not from around here? Uh, we're from Wall College. Yeah, and Wall College was also overrun by Burial's armies, so I can't believe you're asking these stupid questions. Well, Professor, we're not actually students here. You're not even students. No. Jarma, what have you gotten me into? We're from the future. And Jarma's just like vegging out in the background right now. <laughs> we're, we're fighting Burial is back in our own time, and we're fighting him again. And in your own time, what the <laughs> hell are you we're talking about? We're, we're in the fourth, the fourth age now. We're from the fourth age. The L fourth age. Listen, look at our clothing compared to your clothing. Don't you find it weird? Yeah, mine's, I mean, you're not real stylish, but I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, no, this is the future. You're welcome. Uh, he is really struggling here <laughs> to, like, not have his mind too badly blown. Um, and he just kind of, like, steps back and he picks up some kind of device from beside this um, mechanical suit that he was working on and he just aims it at the group of you. And he says, I'm really sorry to do this, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on here, but it can't be good. We'll get to the bottom of it. Don't you worry. And he hits a button and you are all uh, trapped in a net that he shoots at you. Um, and it sort of like reels back in and he's got you all in like a net sack thing. And Jorma's just like sitting off on the side. Um, he's actually snoozed. He's like snoozing in a chair now. Um, and, uh... As he does that, you feel the ground start to rumble beneath your feet uh, just a bit. And you see on the wall, he actually has a whole wall of clocks. And it says uh, they each read 659. Uh, do, do you feel this? This rumbling? Every, the, the ground is going to split open and we're all going to die momentarily. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. The, the shop shakes sometimes. It's a big building. No. no you'll be fine. Yeah, we, we will be fine, but we'll be back. What, what can we do to persuade you that we're real? I mean, I can see you're real. I got you in but my nuts. Not literally, Professor. Our, what we're saying, how can we tell you, how can we persuade you it's true? I mean, I think that'd take quite a bit. Why don't you tell us something about yourself that no one else knows, that if we come up to you at some point after this, You'll believe us with what we're what we're telling you. All right, you're a fellow dwarf. Wait, I'm not a dwarf. I'm a halfling. What the fuck am I talking? You're a fellow short person. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I like your accent, and therefore I'll. I mean, I'll I'll oblige you. Sure, if you're in a time loop, I'm sure you'll come back and tell me something that only you would know. Uh, I guess I'll tell you. Uh, let's see. What should I tell you? Uh, that I've got a, I've got a birthmark on me left arse cheek. <laughs> oh. And it's shaped exactly like the continent of Finrodel. 
That's beautiful. Yeah, take that one with you. There you go. There it is. You damn pranksters. <laughs> but it's it's actually true, though. And as he says that, the ground splits open uh, and light Fuck. pours into the room. And you all plummet, stuck Fuck. together in this net, scrabbling to hold on to each other. And you see Jorma sort of like hanging on to the edge of this shop uh, for just a moment above you. And then your minds go blank. Did Did we see the other professor's face and his... Shock at our yes, he he looks he suddenly has a look of realization and uh sadness and then falls to his death oh. and you all die and you find yourselves walking back through the opening into the woods to the front of Call College and the sun streams through at three p.m. as you enter or, or reach the entrance to the college. That's good. And now you can, oh, I didn't even think of that, but that's a good, uh, cause I was thinking either we could make something up or we could go there and literally be like, I, what if I tell you this and you have to believe us and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if it works. It's kind of like from (laughs) that movie, um, with the aliens, I forgot what is like this one person, like they go, they go through time, like body snatcher. No, I'll find it. The uh, War of the Worlds. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No, I'll find um, it. Oh, that was a good idea angry. you had. E.T. Yeah, Anthony. E.T. It's not... Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not, not E.T. <laughs> oh, yeah, that oh, one it, where is it a, Elliot... Is it, a, is it a Star War? <laughs> not a Star War. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Elsie. Is it E.T.? <laughs> it is not E.T. Oh, I'm going to find this movie. Arrival. Oh, you guys ever see Arrival? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I have seen that. She like goes yeah. back. That was with uh, like, it's a great movie. Yeah, what the what the hell's her name? That was Amy Adams. I can't remember. Amy Adams. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 He, she oh, like that was that was a great. Movie. She goes great back movie. and like says like his dying wife's words, and she knows that he's oh, real. Right. That so that was a good idea. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, well, if Dresden didn't go up and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna explode something and do it illegally," and we're students, like we really couldn't get out yeah. of that. I knew, like, at any moment, it was like uh, this. Well, we're digging the hole deeper. At that point, it was just we weren't gonna accomplish <laughs> anything, funny. anyways. So I just figured, just be brutally honest. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, was. Hey, some I, sometimes that'll work, you know. I was thinking depends. about trying to steal it if I didn't know he had to make it, because I'm thinking like, right. That's what I wanted to see. Well, if I we was going to see if, if I could distract him and uh, you. Yeah, and it. then one of us 